0: Hello, this is your Bible teaching program called Search for Truth. I'm delighted you can join us and many thanks for giving us your time. Bible teacher Brian brings us another talk in this six-week gospel series and today's title is New Life in Jesus. The gospel is God's message of hope for the world but it's also a very personal message. It's meant for you and it's meant for me. The problem is that if I receive God's message of hope for myself, that is God's forgiveness for my sin, I cannot then pass on that forgiveness to anyone else. I only wish I could. I can only say what Jesus Christ has done for me and you when he died on that cross and invite you to receive God's forgiveness for yourself. So that's what we're about. If you haven't yet Trusted in Christ, then please give God's good news your full attention as Brian presents it to us once more.
1: Thanks John. Yes, the other day a woman in a group I was talking with said, I don't watch the evening news anymore. It's too depressing. I wouldn't sleep if I watched the horrors it goes into detail about so late in the evening. There was a general murmur of consent. We do seem to get bombarded by a relentless stream of all the problems in the world, in society, and in people's personal lives, and it can be very graphic. This lady has just had enough. She's now covering her ears and her eyes. It reminded me of an incident I'd been reading about some time back. Two men were in discussion, one of them an evangelist, and the other someone who might have described himself as being an agnostic. Why was he having trouble coming to faith? He said it was down to all the evil in the world. He had philosophical problems, he said, about the extent of evil, the origin of evil, and how the very presence of evil could be considered consistent with the existence of God, at least the kind of God he thought he understood from what he knew about the Bible. The evangelist was thoughtful for a moment and then asked him, what his take was on the evil he detected in his own heart. I think that personal approach, although direct, is better than the philosophical one, although there are some very clear answers to at least some of the sceptics' questions. One day, Mark, the Gospel writer, records Jesus Christ in dialogue with some of his followers. Jesus is speaking, and he says in Mark chapter 7... Do you not understand that whatever goes into the man from outside cannot defile him, because it doesn't go into his heart but into his stomach and is eliminated? That which proceeds out of the man, that is what defiles the man. From within, out of the heart of men, proceed the evil thoughts, fornications, thefts, murders, adulteries, deeds of coveting and wickedness as well as deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride and foolishness. All these evil things proceed from within and defile the man. A moment's reflection shows that what Jesus was in effect saying was that the heart of the human problem is the problem of the human heart. The evil in my life, in society, starts out from inside of me, and all other people who are in these terms just like me. No wonder the world is in a mess. When a newspaper posed the question once, what's wrong with the world? The Catholic thinker G.K. Chesterton reputedly wrote a brief letter in response to the editor. It was published, it said, Dear Sirs, I am, sincerely yours, G.K. Chesterton. As Timothy Keller commented, that is the attitude of someone who has grasped the message of Jesus and the message of Jesus as he spoke it plainly in Mark chapter 7 and verse 21. Whether he fully realised it or not, someone else who grasped Jesus' diagnosis of the human condition was Alexander Solzhenitsyn, who said, if only There were evil people somewhere insidiously committing evil deeds, and it were necessary only to separate them from the rest of us and destroy them. But the dividing line between good and evil cuts through the heart of every human being. And who is willing to destroy a piece of his own heart? Our own heart indeed. That was Christ's point. And the Bible prophet Jeremiah had given an equally frank diagnosis in the Old Testament. In chapter 17 of his book, and verse 9, Jeremiah writes, The heart is more deceitful than all else and is desperately sick. Who can understand it? The Bible, at that point, doesn't have in view the mere physical organ of our heart. It's not talking about the pump that sends blood around our body. The sense in that verse surely indicates that each human is corrupt, at least in God's sight, at the very core of his or her being. The source of everything our entire life revolves around is tainted. But the language of sickness there seemed to invite me to compare, by way of some kind of analogy, what the wonderful world of modern medicine can now do with patients who have a fatal heart condition. I was drawn to the story of Heather Clark. At only seven months old, Heather's son, Lucas Clark, died from fatal injuries under the supervision of his babysitter. The case at the time of researching was under police investigation, but according to the newspaper The Daily Bulletin, Detectives believed the babysitter's abusive boyfriend physically harmed Lucas when he wouldn't stop crying. As soon as Heather Clark was forced to bear the burden of losing her firstborn child, she immediately decided to donate his organs. She was saying, there is another family out there and I have the chance to make them not to go through what I'm about to go through. Lucas's organs were used to save the lives of three different children, including Jordan Drake, who spent years in the hospital for a congenital heart defect. Esther Gonzalez, Jordan's mother, told reporters, It's hard to describe that Heather Clark would be so selfless as to be able to think of another family while she's going through her own grief. We're family now, she said. We're friends now. Our families are families. We've brought our families together. Heather Clark first reached out to Jordan's family on Facebook, where she also posted her exciting news. I would like to share something, she said, with all the amazing Lucas supporters. Today, I have been in contact with a beautiful family. This beauty, she was referring to Jordan, is the girl who has Lucas's heart beating within her. One day I will meet her, she said, and squeeze her so tightly. Thank you to her mum and dad who allow me to be a part of their lives. This is the best Christmas present I could have asked for. Not long afterwards, in fact, Heather Clark finally met with Jordan and her family at the Phoenix Children's Hospital where she was able to put a stethoscope to Jordan's chest and she heard Lucas's heart beat again for the first time. After losing her infant son two and a half years ago, Heather Clark was able to listen to his heart beat again in the body of a four-year-old Jordan Drake. Now, I want us to return in thought to where we were before we were hearing about Heather Clark. We've learnt from the Bible that our heart is desperately sick. But there's good news for us, as there was for Jordan Drake. God is offering us a new heart. We find that in Ezekiel chapter 36, and verse 26, because God once said through that prophet, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and will give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will be careful to observe my ordinances. Now, admittedly, Ezekiel said those words to the nation of Israel. But the same teaching comes through to us in the New Testament. How can this miracle happen? If you receive Christ, then you receive life. That's what the Apostle John tells us. That's the Bible's good news message. Whoever has the Son... That is, the Son of God, even Jesus, has the life, this new life from God. I want to be very clear and plain. Religion of any sort is not the answer to the human problem. Remember, the problem of each individual human heart before God, that's the problem of this world. The Apostle Paul spoke about Christ in you, the hope of glory. I want you to think back to the true story of Lucas Clarke and how his heart came to be beating in Jordan Drake's chest and so gave her renewed physical life. It can get so much better than even that wonderful story. This is the Bible's message. Your only hope of glory is Christ living in you. The Apostle Paul spoke of going through certain experiences in life and then he added, it was so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. God wants the life of Jesus to be lived out in you and me. We can't imagine God's joy when in a miracle of divine grace, a sinner is transformed by receiving God's Son through faith And then God sees Christ living in that person. I wonder if Heather Clark has ever thought of that greater joy. But more importantly, have you? The way to heaven is not try harder, must do better, no. It requires radical spiritual transplant surgery that deals once for all with the source and not with its symptoms.
0: Thanks, Brian, for giving us the wonderful Gospel message once again. Now if there's a comment or question you have after listening today, do get in touch, and I'll be giving you the contact details shortly if you've a pen and paper to hand. And the uh, six talks in this series, along with some more, are all available in booklet form by asking for the title, Really Good News for Today. You can do this by email. Or by post, and here's the address Search for Truth, Hayes Press, The Barn, Flaxlands, Royal Wooten Bassett, Swindon, SN48DY UK. Our email address is SFT at churchesofgod.info. And you may be interested to know that you can listen again to many of these broadcasts off air by audio podcast or mp3 versions. If you go to www.searchfortruth.podbean.com, you can browse the list of previous talks, which you'll see has been sorted into categories to help you find what you're looking for. So we're almost at the finish, sadly, but many thanks once again for spending time with us. It's been a pleasure to enjoy your company. Next week, Brian talks about an attendance register. I'd be delighted if you could join us and find out what it's all about. But until then, it's very best wishes from Brian, David, our singers and me, John. So bye for now and may God richly bless you.